Section 8 of Riverdale Stories. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Riverdale Stories by Oliver Optic. The Young Voyagers, Chapter 3. Below the pond, the river was deep and narrow for several miles, but its course lay, for a portion of the way, through a dense forest. The raft began to move faster now, and Frank soon found himself in the woods. The darkness was dismal enough. The young voyager had cried till he could cry no longer, and in despair he waited the fate that seemed to be in store for him. He could hardly see the banks on each side of him, but only the black and moaning trees which seemed to be painted on the starless sky. The night air was chilly, and he began to feel very cold. His teeth chattered, and the water, which touched his hands, seemed almost like ice. I have said that Frank was generally a good boy. He was a member of the Sunday school, and had been taught that there is a good Father above who watches over us, and who doeth all things well. He knew that this kind Father above could save him, and restore him to his parents. Looking up to the cold, gloomy sky, where he thought the father lived, he asked him for help. He prayed that God would save him from the night and the deep around him. When Frank had said his simple but earnest prayer, he thought he felt better. In a little while, he was quite sure of it. His prayer had driven away that dreary sense of loneliness. He was no longer alone, for the father was with him. The raft then seemed to be guided by unseen hands, and he felt stronger than before. He no longer wanted to cry, and his heart was filled with hope. He had heard someone say that God helps him who will help himself. The words were full of cheer, and he firmly grasped the forked stick which he still held. But what could a little boy like him do against the current of the great river? he was a weak and puny child and the stream was strong enough to turn the great wheels of the mills to carry off houses and even wear down the mighty hills he felt that he must do something so he took his stick and paddled with all his might on one side of the raft for half an hour he worked like a hero but the raft still kept on its way just as though he had done nothing at all this hard work, though it did not bring the raft up to the shore, did him a great deal of good. Besides giving him something to think about, it warmed his blood so that he no longer felt chilled. It made him feel brave, too. He no longer feared the night and the deep water. He felt that he was doing just what the good father wanted him to do, and that, if he worked hard, God would help him. For two hours more the raft kept on its way, and poor Frank was tired out with hard labor. His work did not seem to do any good. He was almost ready to give up in despair, when the raft whirled round a bend of the river, and he passed out of the gloom of the forest. But a great noise started him, and he stopped paddling to listen. It was the sound of rushing waters. He trembled, and he had almost screamed with fear for he knew it was the noise of a waterfall. He must be dashed in pieces if the raft went over the fall. At the same time he saw a great many lights, and he was sure the raft had borne him to the village of Spindleton, which was seven miles below Riverdale. It was a great deal worse to be dashed to pieces on the rocks than it was to be drowned. 
His fears made him almost crazy. But then he thought of the good father above again, and that he could save and restore him to his dear parents and sister. God helps him who helps himself, said Frank to himself, as he went to work with the stick again. He paddled with all his might for a while, but it did no good. Feeling that he must do something more, he tried to stand up on the raft. He could hardly do so at first, but he soon got a firm footing. Then, finding he was only a little way from the shore, he tried to reach the bottom with his pole. To his great joy, he found the water was shallow, and he pushed with all his strength. At this moment, he saw a light close by the bank of the river. It was a man with a lantern in his hand. "'Help!' shouted Frank as loud as he could. "'Hello!' replied the man. "'Help! Save me!' repeated Frank. "'Where are you?' "'In the river!' The man ran down to the bank, and by the light of his lantern saw the young voyager pushing away with all his might. "'Push away, my boy, or you will be carried over the dam,' said the man. "'I can't push any more. I am tired out,' replied Frank. The man, at these words, put his lantern down on a stump and waded into the river till he could reach the raft. With a strong arm he dragged it to the shore, and taking Frank up, he bore him to the dry land. How the heart of the poor boy leaped with joy when he found that he was safe! He felt that the good father had saved him, and he thanked him for his kindness and his mercy. "'Who are you, my boy?' asked the man. "'My name is Frank Lee,' replied he. "'How come you on that raft at this time of night?' "'I was naughty and did not mind my father.' "'Well, come into the house. Poor little fellow, you are wet and cold.' The man took him by the hand and led him to his house. He was a poor man and earned his living with a horse and wagon, carting goods from the railroad station to the mill. He had gone to feed his horse when he heard Frank's cry for help. Mr. Brown, for this was the man's name, made up a great fire in the kitchen so that he could dry his clothes. Then he called up his wife, who had gone to bed, and she got him some supper. The warm fire and the supper made poor Frank feel better, and he would have been happy if it had not been for the thought of his father and mother and Flora. They must fear that he was lost or drowned, and he wanted to go home at once, to allay their anxiety. "'Who is your father, Frank?' asked the man when he had eaten his supper. "'Edward Lee of Riverdale,' replied he. "'Dear me! Are you the son of Mr. Lee, of Riverdale?' "'Yes, sir, I am.' Frank told the story of his voyage down the river as quick as he could, and then said his father must feel very bad on account of him. "'I will go over to Riverdale and tell him you are safe,' said Mr. Brown, lighting his lantern again. "'Thank you, sir, and I will go with you if you please.' "'But, my poor boy, you are all worn out. You are not fit to go home to-night.' I would rather go. Mr. Brown said he might, if he felt able, and in a little while the horse and wagon were at the door. The good man had filled the wagon with straw, and he told Frank to lie down upon it. He then covered him up with a blanket and started for Riverdale. In a few moments, Frank, tired out and unable to keep his eyes open, dropped asleep. End of Section 8 Recording by Scarlet, Louisiana